the scriptures are like a dance this week. We dance in and out of all, all these stories leading up to and yet participating already somehow in this Last Supper. And, and all this scripture just keeps um, eking out toward us the powerful moments that we're about to celebrate in a real focused way. Because Thursday night we focused like we're right in that Last Supper as we portray it and then even participate in the actions of it, uh, washing the feet of the apostles and, and, and just penetrating into that word of God. And then of course, Friday, the passion of John, and so we're, we're right in the midst of it all. And then this odd time of Saturday, just an emptiness. And, and of course, we decorate because it takes a long time to decorate the church, but in theory, in theory, we would want to come here all day and the church is just bare, just empty. Tabernacle open, nothing there so that we get that experience of being in the tomb. We're in the tomb with the Lord, and, 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 and we're in death because the glory that's to be revealed comes in that great resurrection. Now, these scriptures today, though, speak to us, or I hope they do, in, in a very powerful way. The theme that is given to us, and it's an old theme, it's, it's one that runs through all of scriptures, is light and darkness. Light and darkness. And so in the first reading, where light is shared with us, um, the prophet is speaking. And this, I suppose, suffering servant is hearing that he's been called from birth, and in his mother's womb he was already named, and God was choosing him, and God was preparing to send him. And this beautiful language about, you know, my God has, has drawn me into his holiness and life and is sending me out as a servant. But then God speaks and says, oh, no, that's too little. You're not just my servant. You will become a light to the nations. And I tell you, if anybody ever says that to you, beware. <laughs> that's a huge call. It reminds me, um, the, you know, when, when I'm out front sometimes uh, saying goodbye, and I, when I go down the aisle to all the little kids, I do this bump, and oh, God, they just think it's a, it's a cat's meow. But sometimes I'm out in front of church and I'm saying goodbye to people and they've got a little tiny kid with them, three, four, and it cracks me up when they'll say this. They'll say, bye, Father, bye, Father. They'll say, so long, take care, goodbye, you guys, to the little ones. And then this little kid look up at me and say, bye, Diosito, <laughs> bye, little God. Now that's quite a promotion. But in the mind of a little child, um, I don't think they can separate that out. I mean, if their parents say this is God's house and this is, we're here to love God and, and pray to God, and that child just associates everything, you know. And so the priest dressed up in these funny clothes, the only one that looks like this, and he says the word and everybody responds to him. That, that stuff's overpowering. So for this little child to be mixed up, truly mixed up and say, bye Diosito, and yet, would we want it any other way? Well, I would. I don't want the child to say, by Diosito to me. I wish the child would say, Diosito to every one of us, and we would say that to each other. I mean, isn't that what we're supposed to be? A little sign in presence of God in the world? Aren't we supposed to be more than servant, but light? And if we only hear this spoken to the suffering servant, or to Jesus, or to someone that is supposed to be holy in the community, aren't we missing the point? We're all supposed to be light. We're all supposed to give the light. 
That's our call. That's, that's who God has made us in his holiness. But beware, because there's also darkness. And in this passage about this supper, and, and Jesus is talking about the betrayer, and um, that he's about to be betrayed soon, and then uh, Peter wants to get into this and find out who it is, so he tells John, who's real close to Jesus, and uh, leaned up against his chest to ask him who. And, and then Jesus says, is the one, uh, when I dip this bread in the, this morsel in the, in the uh, when I dip it and give it to them, that's the one. And then that happens immediately and nobody gets it. This is, this is this story, you know. John, John was just told. Maybe Peter heard it. So they're supposed to know what's going on, but they don't get it. And and then he dips it, gives it to Judas, and tells him, go and do what you need to do, and he does. And then the four most, three most important lines, it was darkness. No, it was, and it was night, darkness. Because the darkness out of which sin loves to dwell and come out of that darkness touches all of us. There's a little darkness in everybody. And um, we tend to move into darkness and the secretness of darkness, the secretness where people can't really see who and what we are or what we're about, and in which we hide even from ourselves sometimes. It's a very deep and penetrating thing, the darkness of life. And so we play with these two themes of light and darkness, and it's so central to this Holy Week. And I would propose to you, we shouldn't fear the darkness, nor hate the darkness. We should embrace the darkness. We, we should embrace our own darkness, because, as the psychologists say, when you push it away or push it onto others, uh, there's not a lot of hope of of getting through it and coming back or into the light. So, again, we just have a couple days left of Holy Week before we come to Easter. And wouldn't it be nice if we were able to embrace the one part of us, just identify one, we don't want to get a big list of them, the one part of us that we say is our deepest darkness. It's the place where we fall the most. It's the place that we don't like. It's the place that we're embarrassed about. It's the place that if others see it, we would make excuses and call it something else. We all got that somewhere in us. And it doesn't have to be a big thing. You know, let me use a, a, a cute one. Just uh, being a chismoso, just, just chismeando all the time, always talking about somebody, always talking about something. It, it's not terrible. Maybe sometimes we do a lot of destruction, but maybe most of the time it's just little junk little junk, but it's part of that darkness. And what if we really embraced that and brought that to the Lord, brought that to the cross, brought that to the resurrection? Could we maybe hear in that God really saying to us, you're not just my servant, you're my light, and I will light up your darkness, and I will take it from you and even use it, because when God gets into our stuff, our messy stuff, uh, amazing things can happen. Let us stand.